Welcome to Artsman and Bites. I'm Imogen Waite, the executive producer of the show. Last week, I spoke with Jacob and Gabriella from the Melbourne Overlooked Film Festival. This RMIT student-run festival is for underground and underappreciated cinema. We talked about how a film festival is curated and how they had to transition from a physical festival at the Capitol Theatre to an online one due to the Melbourne lockdown. I'm Jacob Aegis and I'm one of the artistic directors and programmers of the Melbourne Overlooked Film Festival this year. I'm Gabriella Hills and my role is the exact same as Jacob's. We've been working very closely together, which has been really fun. Yeah, it's been good. So Edenmoth's mission statement, it says it is determined to shine a light on underground, underappreciated and unconventional films. Why do you think it's important for these films to have a dedicated festival? I think there's like a lot of films out there, especially like being here in Australia that really kind of don't get enough attention. We kind of felt like it was important uh, to have a festival where it kind of felt really open to like apply to. We wanted to keep it like kind of broad and kind of we also said like, you know, if you feel like your film doesn't really fit a mould, like please kind of submit it. And we got a lot of interesting films because of it. And I think what was like most surprising was like, yeah, a lot of really good ones are coming from Australia and Yeah, it was just kind of great to see. And it came out of like a, yeah, I guess a thought that I had initially of like, wouldn't it be great to see these kind of films in Australia that may or may not be kind of cult classics that, um, yeah, had kind of like been swept under the rug a bit in terms of like people of like our generation. So, yeah, I just wanted to have a place where people could see them and, yeah. 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 I mean, my answer would have been the same. I think um, we, I think a lot of film festivals have these really rigid, strict guidelines as to what you can um, submit. So we, as Jacob said, we wanted to keep it really open so that people didn't have that second thought for submitting their films, you know, like sure it might not get selected, but that's less a reflection of what you've made and more of the fact that, you know, we can only program a limited amount of, films um yeah. So yeah we just wanted to keep it really really open and broad so that nobody felt like they were so everybody felt like they had a, a, a fighting chance of of getting in yeah I love that I love that idea that you're like if your film doesn't fit this the really strict criteria of these other festivals show us yeah yeah exactly yeah. and we had a lot yeah. of fun going through some of the films as Jacob said we got some really interesting ones but there were so many really fantastic films that it just yeah. like it's such a shame to think that they might not get a place somewhere else. So how did the festival start? Um, it started kind of out of a, a media studio that Gab and I are doing at RMIT basically. Um, basically it's our kind of, it's almost like a main assignment for the semester to be running this. Um, so it's it's kind of wild that, like, that can happen and they can put so much hope in us. <laughs> There's um, definitely a lot of hope in us. Yeah. A lot of trust. It's, kinda, it's just, like, throwing you into the deep end. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And, yeah, just having conversations with, um, you know, kind of the people around us about, yeah, like actually being frustrated to kind of put your film into a festival because it could have such a strict mold or really strict kind of guidelines and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was really all that. Oh, wow. So was this an assignment? Am I right? Yeah. As part of RMIT? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's an assignment, but it's kind of, it's definitely grown into 
something more. I know that um, yeah. Jacob would probably support me in saying that, like, <laughs> this is <laughs> this has taken up a lot of our time and yeah. for, for good reason. Like, we, we're having yeah. so much fun with it and it doesn't feel like there's been a lot of times where we've had to take a step back and be like, okay, do we want this <laughs> as, like, you know, our our – because I know that Jacob and I probably have similar career interests in terms of programming film festivals. So it's a great kind of stepping stone for us to get that experience without that. Um, I don't know, like the, the, the weight of like a salary <laughs> over our yeah. head. Um, but yeah, we've had to take a couple of steps back sometimes being like, you know, it's an assignment, don't get too involved kind of thing, but it really has turned into this like passion project for us, which yeah. is kind of amazing that an assignment can do that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I know. I know. Who else is part of the organisational team? So um, we have our kind of the head of operations, I guess, is Cerise Howard, um, who is uh, a co-founder of the Czech and Slovak Film Festival. They've also um, done a lot of work with the Melbourne Cinematheque as well as like a lot of film criticism stuff with Senses of Cinema. So they've kind of been our main help getting this thing, you know, off the ground and actually happening. And it's been really good to just kind of get their insight on on a lot of that kind of stuff. And there's also, like, two other programmers who couldn't be here today, Ned and Harry as well, who have also helped out. So, yeah, and then a whole, like, other team of, like, production people and... yeah. And- yeah, a whole lot kind of, of stuff. behind the behind the scenes. Behind about, the scenes, yeah. <laughs> we've got a dedicated design team for our amazing Instagram and Facebook posts yeah. that we've kind of been throwing out into the world and forcing down people's throats. I love the Instagram. <laughs> I was looking at the Instagram yesterday, and it's so it's oh, cool. so pretty. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. it's you. so well thought out. It's so well thought out. Yeah, I love yeah, the it. The design team and the communications team are amazing, and then. Um, the actual kind of like nitty gritty production team, we definitely uh, would be nowhere without them. Literally nowhere, yeah. They work so hard. Yeah. So is everyone and a RMIT student? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And you're all studying the same course? Uh, presumably, I yeah. I relatively, think yeah. Yes, within the media umbrella. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. What is the criteria to determine whether a film is underappreciated or underground? So how did you select the films? First of all, it, it kind of came from like thinking about, I guess, a film called Body Melt, uh, which is this like 90s Australian body horror film, um, which is just fantastic that like I found not a lot of people that that we that we kind of knew, like, had known about it. Like, there's definitely a, uh, an audience in the older generation, but, like, yeah, it was something like that. And then I was, I kind of um, had a rapport with the director, Philip Brophy, because uh, they're from Melbourne, and they also did a lot of stuff at RMIT as well. Uh, and, yeah, I was just like, well, I'll just ask if we can screen it. That was our initial plan. Things have kind of changed at COVID, so we don't really know what's going on with that at the moment. But um, that, it was kind of that. It was kind of like these films that could be, I guess, not a mainstream film, definitely like out of the box, strange. Uh, and, yeah, just um, something we feel like people hadn't even seen before or hadn't heard before. And Yeah. yeah. And we kind of let that um, 
you know, we put the call for submissions out and I suppose we put a lot of the onus yeah. on directors to kind of determine whether they thought that um, their film was overlooked or uh, underground. And um, a lot of them sent in really lovely um, cover letters with their submissions kind of stating mm. why they thought that they were underappreciated, whether that be because they've been rejected from other film festivals or they just haven't gotten their foot in the industry or whatever. Yeah, we kind of, yeah, we, we had, we had the, the idea and then sort of let other people determine what, um, wh- whether they thought that their film was overlooked. Yeah. And I think it made for us getting a lot of like interesting stuff as well that I really didn't even seem to expect. And from like a, a very wide spectrum of genres as well. Like it wasn't just like, you know, they weren't just comedies or dramas or horrors. It was like everything you can kind of think of. We got thrown yeah. to this. And that was like one of the funnest parts to go about it. And one of the far, funnest parts has been about programming the short films as well for the festival is kind of having that whole kind of thing of different genres of different vibes. And it's just, yeah. yeah. Really excited to screen them. How do you curate the films? Mm. Do you choose, okay, we're going to have like three horror, three comedy, or how do you go about that? I'll let Jacob answer that. (laughs) (laughs) That could be a criterion. Like that's something I'm thinking about. But it's also like it is the whole vibe and how like I guess if I was going to watch these films in a sequence, like how would I want to see them to like keep my energy going like that? It's like... Yeah, like figuring out, like, could a slower one maybe be paired with a bit of a faster one so it could kind of flow through? And, like, yeah, definitely, like, matching up kind of emotional vibes as well so everything kind of has this kind of clear trajectory. But it's really, like, me thinking, like, yeah, if I'm going to sit down and watch them, how would I kind of want to watch them all together and then just going from there? And then, yeah, Gab and I have a lot of discussions about how they should kind of go and which ones we should definitely have in and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think, yeah, the main kind of um, theme that we've got uh, with our streams is like, it kind of starts off at a certain emotion and then it kind of reaches a peak and then we bring it back down to make sure everybody's okay by the end of it. (laughs) Yeah. Can you explain to us the organisational process behind the festival? So is this your first festival that you've, curated it's my first festival yeah okay how do you go about that like how do you organize it (laughs) um there was was a lot of (laughs) uh it's definitely been a work in progress in terms of that we um we had some uh honestly google spreadsheets has been an absolute lifesaver for us putting all of the information and then just color coding (laughs) what so we just had like a green yes red no um, and then from there, we just, um, I guess, yeah, like determined what, like who was going to watch what and that kind of thing. Didn't quite work out how we had planned in terms of workload and that kind of stuff. But yeah, we tried our best. We, we've we've we gotten, our best. We've, we've selected some films and that's the main thing. <laughs> it was difficult yeah. though. Hard to, I, I told Jacob I've been having dreams about <laughs> this festival <laughs> just because it's so in my head at the moment. Like, I just can't stop thinking about it. It's just there, like rent-free. It's just staying there. Yeah, it it can never leave. There. But, no, actually, yeah, colour coding saved our life, basically. 
<laughs> without color coding, there would be no organization. Yeah. And also we, Film Freeway mm. is a really good place to, I mean, True. You know, Film Freeway is a really good place to put, a, put out a call for submissions because it forces you to be organized. Like they've got all of the, yeah. all of the films laid out in front of you and then just drop menus of like, yes, I've selected it. No, I haven't selected it. It also makes it a lot easier contacting each of the directors because we got over a hundred films submitted to us and in in a really yeah. ideal world, we'd want to contact each of those directors individually, personally, by email. Unfortunately, it's probably not going to be the case. So to have that kind of, I guess, that platform for us to just, like, let them know without taking too much time, yeah, Film Freeway has been fantastic. And it also organises our money, like our submission fees, submission fees. It organises it kind of into, like, what we have so we know exactly what we're working with kind of thing. How has the lockdown affected the festival? (laughs) Great question. (laughs) Uh, A lot. Our plan was to screen at the Capitol for two of the nights and one of the other RMIT cinemas for the third night. So the effect that (laughs) the lockdown has had has meant that we've changed it to two days, so now a two-day festival, all of which will be happening online. In terms of, like, what the audience will expect from us, it'll, you'll be getting the same uh, shorts that you would have gotten in theatre, but now people don't have to pay money because we think that, you know, we're not going to charge an entry fee when people are losing hours at their work and that kind of stuff. But we've also had to negotiate screening rights. Mm. Screening rights in a theatre versus screening rights online are very different things. So, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So we, we kind of had locked down a couple of feature films to screen. Now that is kind of up in the air because mm. the company that we were liaising with doesn't actually have the online streaming, streaming rights for these films. So... It changed, it's definitely changed our program a bit. We're still trying to work through it, <laughs> figure out how we can do it. But yeah, it's changed it drastically. Like it's it's from obviously location to the program. It's been a really trying couple of weeks trying mm. to negotiate all this. Yeah, I can imagine. And yeah. what does the festival look like online? So do you have a platform or where is it going to be screened? At the moment, we're still kind of figuring that out, but there are a few ones available online that we can kind of easily get to. And I think that's like, in a way, it's kind of the positive thing about being online as well as it like, you know, we will be able to have something where there's, you know, a live chat and we'll be able, and we can also be able to actually interact with people. And we can reach the audience as well. Like, you know, now not limited to just people in Melbourne that can come to the city, like... Anybody can watch. It's definitely kind of opened up the amount of reach that these films will have, which ultimately is our goal. Like we want to get these films kind of out there in the public and if more people can watch it, then that's definitely positive. Yeah. And that's also in part with like having it free now. It's just trying to keep it fully accessible for everybody. Yeah. It's, yeah, we just think it's like really kind of just important for people to see these films and and also, yeah, to have something like to do in lockdown that's, you know, fun and interactive. So, yeah. What are you most looking forward to as part of the festival? 
people's reactions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've just, I don't know, we're going to keep honing this point, I think, but we've got some like really good, really weird films and it'll be nice just to, <laughs> to gauge people's reactions because obviously we're so deep in it that mm. I feel like it's hard to now decipher like, is this good? <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, it'll be, and it'll be fun. Like I've messaged all my friends and said, like, you literally have no excuse to not support me on this journey now. So you better be watching. But yeah, mainly just people's reactions. Yeah. I said the same thing to my friends as well. And mainly like, I'm kind of really looking forward to just chatting with people. Like we're going to try and do a live stream uh, with, with us kind of being able to talk to people as well. And like, hopefully, having a couple of the directors come in, hop in and out, and we can just kind of chat about the films. And, yeah, I think just, like, being able to do that kind of at ease all together with, like, everyone being able to watch and interact as well is just, like, a really cool thing. We should so, yeah. make it more casual and... Yeah, exactly. Like, a better vibe for all of us. Like, we'll all just be sitting in our living rooms watching it together rather than, like, I don't know... It takes, for for us anyway, the, the faces of the festival, I think it takes mm. a bit of that pressure off of having to be yeah. really rigid and professional, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where can the audience find more information about Moth? We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We have a website as well. It's mothrmit.com. Yes. That's probably the easiest way to get people. Like if you go there, you'll find out about the program, the directors. You can reach our socials from there. We'll have all of our links to the live streams yeah. on our website mainly. But definitely check out the Instagram particularly. Thank you so much. And I look forward to it. I, I'll go to the festival because it sounds awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. And best of luck with the transition to online. Oh, thank Thank you. you. We definitely need it.